Now, talking travel with travel expert and specialist Sally Lucas. Oh my goodness, we always love this time of the day, talking travel. And uh, our expert is here. Hello, Sally Lucas. Hi, Sarah. Name one place that we're heading to today, Sal. Peru. Peru. I'll take that. Thank take you that. very much. Yes. Sal, I learnt something the other day. You know, one of the biggest things when you go to another country uh, that don't speak English or it's not their first language is, you know, you get a little bit nervous if you don't know their language very well, the language barrier. yeah. Apparently there's an app now on your phone where you can talk to it and it will convert it all into it, it the will. language and talk for you. Yes, there, there is an app for that. That's and it's, amazing. I mean, I used to take the little phrase book, which I've still got them all at home yeah. for all the countries. And I mean, admittedly, they're still handy if you're not a with it person with, you know, an older person, not with phones or apps and things like that. So you can certainly still use your phrase book. Mm, of course. And it. Even having said that, it's still fantastic if you can learn a few words of wherever you're going. Yeah, even I think it's a polite thing, it, it honestly. Is. And not I'm not talking about whole sentences, but even just say, say hello, goodbye, please, thank you. Can I have a wine? A menu. Please. Yeah, <laughs> a menu, uh, food, drink. Absolutely. But, you know, just a few basics that, that, that will always get you by. And people appreciate that. They do. They appreciate the effort. Well, that's what we're doing. We're talking travel. And today we're looking at travel apps, app sell, when you do go overseas. Yeah, there's a few here. I've talked about some of these before, and I think I, I'm, I may have doubled up here because it's been a while. But one that is a really great one, it's called Rome to Rio. And it's Rome with a number two and then Rio. Um, and it is it charts all available routes from point A to point B across the globe, basically. Okay. Covers transport options, including flights, buses, trains, ferries and car. And also it will give you an idea of comparison of transport methods and the costs of transport methods to get you around if you're an independent traveller. That's handy. So, you know, if you're willing to take a bus instead of a train, sometimes it might be cheaper or... Yep. So all those sort of tips. And they're free uh, basically on iOS and Android. So, you know, just to keep that in mind. It's a bit of a comfort thing as well, isn't it? If you're, if you're somewhere mm. and you're feeling a bit stuck, it's nice to know you can get that information, obtain it quite quickly and you start yes. to feel in control again. I think. Well, that's true. And also even with phones now, like we usually just say, you know, these days, just get even a little local SIM card because the amount of times you're actually ringing someone is probably rare. Yeah. I mean, it's you, you turn off your global roaming when you go away because you don't want people ringing you up from home and, and you know, stacking a lot of money on mm. your phone. So we just switch that off. And even if we have to ring each other, we just still use our normal phone because the cost of doing that within a country is minimal. Yeah. So, yeah. and then you get to the next country. I mean, if you had to ring ahead from one country to another, you know, buy your local SIM card, but only for a small loading, and you can always get another one. Or we'll top it up, and that way yeah. you're keeping track and you're not yeah. going to get a massive phone bill. But if you get your hotel to make the phone call for you, you're going to pay. You know, so you just got to be careful how you do things, or use where there's free Wi-Fi, so you can send messages. Or which you know, so many places cafes, do nowadays. They have they yeah. have that. So accessibility is great. Another little one we often talk about: what should you pack? Haven't we? We've talked about that before. Well, this one's called Packpoint, and it gives you a help with a helpful sort of concise packing list to keep your suitcase and, and your excess baggage fees. Of course, you don't want those yes. in check. So you can en enter your destination, length of stay, oh, isn't that handy? your planned activities. God. And the app will suggest everything you need to bring based on the data you input. <laughs> wow, how about that? We don't have to use our brains anymore. No, it even checks the weather at your destination so it's spot on with its recommendations. And again, free on iOS and Android. This one, another one's called Waze, W-A-Z-E. 
So um, in a foreign city, sometimes it's hard to estimate how much a taxi or rideshare service can be affected by traffic conditions because some cities are really busy and it could be a very expensive taxi fare to get you in, say, from the airport or whatever. So this one here weighs, it's the largest community-based traffic and navigation app. And it apparently logs endless data by real-time travellers on potential roadblocks and detours across 185 countries globally. So you can plot your journey on ways before hopping in the cab, and if the traffic is crawling, use an alternate means of transport, like use the bus or the, the shuttle bus into town or, sure. the, or the train. But having said that, you know, if it's, if it's not busy and the airport isn't too far out of town, like I was looking up one for a client the other day, and they think, oh, how should we get into town? I said, look, it's only 10 k's. Just get the taxi because if you get the bus or the train, that's only going to get you to a central point. Then you're still going to have to get the taxi. Oh, let's be honest. When you fly into somewhere, Somewhere, you've got your luggage, you're tired, you just want to get to the hotel or your B&B or wherever you're staying. Or pre-book a transfer. Sometimes it's quite reasonable now. There's so many companies out there. There's one called Ugo. UGO, and you can just do it, you know, when you're with your travel agent booking a holiday, say, can you just book my arrival transfer so I can just get straight to the hotel? Mm. You know, and it's not expensive. They'll have these transfers and not a taxi. See, they're in a shared little minibus, so you'll be in a, a vehicle with other people, but it's still getting you door to door. Yeah, perfect. Which is great. The other one is called Detour. And it's an inventive app that gives you sort of well-curated walking tours narrated and created by locals. So it can guide you through the stories of cities from Rome to wherever you want to go, exploring the fashion scene somewhere or culinary start-up scene of an arrondissement in Paris or whatever you want to do. So it saves you the cost of purchasing a guidebook or a walking tour book. So that's another one that's a free. Uh, the other one is called Today Ticks, T-I-X, and that's where you can buy some Broadway and West End tickets on there. And they can be really, really expensive sometimes, you know, to buy those sort of tickets. But this apparently they look at where there's discounted and last-minute offers that you can take advantage of to save Gee, yourself that's money. Clever on, too. Yeah, I'm buying y- your tickets to go to shows, so that's another one. And the last one I'm just going to mention today, there's a lot of these. You can Google them, the 13 apps, or, you know, to travel suggested okay. apps. But and I guess your travel agent could give you... <laughs> Yes, if and if you're not, uh, we can you know, pass that list on, of course. So saving on buying a physical map, of course, you can then get this, what they call a guide to your holiday destination in your pocket. So mapsme.me gives you offline access to maps in countries all the way from the Falkland Islands to wherever you want to go. Major landmarks are searchable as well, so you never miss a monument or a special you know, thing to see. So they're just a few of those things. And just quickly, before we just finish up on this segment, Sarah, I just thought I'd mention good old Mr Dutton has confirmed a new agreement with authorities in Canada to lift the age limit for working holiday-making visa holidays to 35, which is really great. So, you yes, so the, it's called the Amended Memorandum of Understanding Concerning Youth Mobility. That's a big mouthful, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, you lost me at the first couple but, of words. But um, YHA have applauded it saying that it's really great because it means it, it, they're going in to do it in reverse as well. So it means that we've got that, you know, working holiday situation between the two countries. The old days, you know, when you went to the UK, it used to only be 26. Yeah. Under 26 Yeah, and no, so that on. is hand. A lot of people will be quite happy about that, So actually. that's just another little tidbit that might help people out there. Well, Sal, when we come back, a lot of people like myself are happy to go somewhere on holiday and laze around, drink cocktails, you know, have a bit of a dip, look around. But some people want the adventure-based holidays and that's what we're going to focus on next. They certainly do, Sarah. And, you know, you can still shout yourself a little splurge at the end of the adventure. Of course, yes. There's nothing wrong with that. (laughs) Of course. But we're looking at adventure-based travel today for Talking Travel. And, um... 
There's a place that offers this, but they're also all about sustainability and they raise mm. funds for certain Eco communities. Travel and, and, yeah, helping sustainable living in communities. Which is a great thing. It is. And it was just started by a young man um, from Canada, actually, Bruce Poon Tip. So he's obviously of Asian orig- origins. And he came back from a Southeast Asian holiday and, and felt that we needed, even as a young man, men needed to be travelling more sustainably mm. and supporting communities and not degrading and, you know, giving back. Which is fantastic, yeah. really, to help these communities that you're travelling so to. So no one was going to give him a loan. So he started up the, the uh, company by maxing out on two credit cards and that's how he started the company. He was passionate about he it. He was extremely passionate and he, he just launched two tours in Ecuador and Belize and that's how it all started. And now it's the world's largest small group adventure-based company with more than 700 tours on all seven continents. No credit cards maxed out for him now, I'd imagine. That's amazing. It is amazing. And it's called G Adventures. And he says, we get back what we put in. You just have to believe that what you're doing is important, that it's worth the effort, and you're doing it for reasons other than just to make money. So it's really great. But the interesting facts, you know, the top five destinations that they have that their travellers go to are Peru, Costa Rica, India, Ecuador and New Zealand. Okay. That's the five top. And the top five, five fastest growing destinations, Morocco, Iceland, Japan, Sri Lanka and South Africa. 42% of their female customers are also solo travellers because they don't charge a single supplement. So that's interesting as well. That is interesting. So, yeah, so travellers by gender, 35% are male, 65% female on average. So they have 128,500 travellers from 140 countries and they've got about 28 offices worldwide and about 2,200 employees. That's, I mean, it's a huge company now. So what sort of person would be looking at this, Sal? Obviously someone that likes adventure. Um, yes. It's, it's around, you know, did you say mid-30s? It seems well, to be the age. They, they've got, they, they sort of divide their tours up to say they've got a tour for every traveller. So they've got, they call their classics, they're 18 to 30-something, they don't put an end age <laughs> on it, but just so long as you are, um, they're more fast-paced, they're affordable and designed for young travellers. So long as you're young at heart and you're fit and able to do it, that's fine. They don't actually put a cut-off Okay, on that's good. Um, then they have a classic, which is doing more of the cultural exchange, must-see highlights, all that sort of thing as well. You know, hand-on with things as well. They do sort of hand-on things in certain countries as well with the local living. There's some rail tours. They do the sea trips. They do wonderful trips to the Arctic and the Antarctic, the Galapagos, um, Peru, of course. They, it's one of their most renowned areas is Peru and the trekking in Peru. Um, they probably take more people trekking in Peru than any other com- any other company. And how long are these tours lasting for? Well, your, your typical trek... F- um, to do um, the, the um, Inca Trail, sorry, is seven days. Okay. If you go from Cuzco back to Cuzco. Um, but then it ha- has a limit of 500 permits a year um, because they have to look after the track and it's closed usually in February for them to do any maintenance, whatever, yeah, right. etc. Um, so they, they, with them, though, 100% guaranteed departures. They have 24-7 service. You can call, you know, if there's something goes wrong. As I said, average of only 12 travellers to a group, no single supplement. And they call their officers, I like some of their words, CEOs, but not chief executive officers. Okay. They're chief experienced officers. Oh, that's cute. Which they're skilled in, in what they're doing. So 
yeah, local communities just had benefit from it. So whether it's they buy the food from the local produce or they're assisting a local school community business. And even if you can't do or don't wish to do the Inca Trail, which can be quite busy, like some of your trails in Nepal, you know, they get quite busy, mm. like a Congo line sometimes. Um, they, there are alternatives, like there's the Lares Trail and the other one is the Solconti Trek, which are also in the same region. But you get a lot of locals walking on these trails. They're more the and ones that the locals And that's part of the experience, follow. isn't it, yeah. too? You can meet some so, locals. And... and you'll still end up in Machu Picchu, which everyone wants to do, of course, to see that wondrous sight mm. of Machu Picchu picture but for those that are unable to do the trek because it's it's not easy i mean it's not as tough as doing everest base camp or something but from day one you're climbing up probably day two is your hardest on the inca trail and and it's not so bad um but then they run a lovely train service from cusco and cusco itself is a beautiful city but you need to get there probably and have two or three days in cusco before you attempt a trek the thing is that Cusco is actually a higher altitude than the trek, so if you go there for a few days first and acclimatise, you're going to cope with the trek better. Okay, that's All a right? good tip. Um, but if you're not capable of doing it, any of that, you can get a train, which is a beautiful little train service that takes you from Cusco up to Aquascalientes, which is the name of the township. Machu Picchu isn't a town, it's just the location of the site of where these beautiful ancient ruins are. And then once you get to Aquascalientes, you can stay there in accommodation and then you get a bus up the next day, takes you a very windy steep road you don't like to look you don't want to look down down and that that gets you up to Machu Picchu and they again are now thank god limiting again how many people at a time enter there because it also was getting too crowded so once again very conscious of keeping it sustainable and, yes yeah, yes that's good. but look you know G Adventures has said they have a whole range of fabulous itineraries even through Europe they even do a barge cruise in Burgundy they cover all the continents and there's an adventure based tour that would suit every level of fitness and activity that you want to do. so And a great way to feel safe when you're travelling and uh, get to meet some people quite intimately as well when it's a smaller group of 12. You can make some really good friends off of you that. You do, absolutely. And you're like a little family, but also they also employ in each area. It's not like a tour guide going with you from Australia or something. Each area, it's local. Again, That's nice. Local yeah, people, employing local the, guides, the local it's all local. So everything's supporting local communities and they're still raising money. They're trying to raise a Canadian... I think it's $50 million, so they're still working towards that, that they will then distribute Wonderful. to countries to help and assist. Yeah. And Sal, it is time to look at hot deals in the marketplace. It certainly is, and we still have a nice little bucket load here, as we usually oh, do. You always do. <laughs> and we've talked about this wonderful little French paradise just two hours from us, which is New Caledonia, and they still have some really great deals if you think you might be able to get away. Um, book before 26 September, so you've still got a, about a week, I guess, or a bit under a week now. Mm. That one nearly is just about due to finish, where you can get to Numea for a five-night package with airfares and lots of inclusions for under $1,100, so that's pretty good. That's a great little getaway, and not not too much of a commitment either with no, the travel time. Two hours is great. Um, Outback Adventures, Outback Spirit, they have some wonderful um, tours of Arnhem Land and the Kimberley and all those areas. Only on a small uh, bus, not a great big coach. 
everything's included, wonderful itineraries. I've been thinking of doing one myself in the not-too-distant future or around that area of the Kimberley in particular. Book by 28 September on that one and you can save up to $1,750 per mm. person. Shish. Um, Peregrine is another adventure-based company that does a lot of soft adventure travel. Uh, their Europe program is out for next year and they've got early bird savings on a whole range of tours for next year and that offer ends 30 September. Uh, the one we just mentioned, G Adventures, they've also got a 15% uh, saving on selected Inca Trail and Peru trekking adventures if you book by 30 September. And they've got up to 20% on select Early Bird Europe adventures as well. And that goes right through till 31 October, even exploring the Greek islands by yacht, all sorts of interesting itineraries for Europe. Wow. Um, so that is great. Um, there's some great airfare sales at the moment as well. South African Airways have got some early bird sales available, which are going in, into, obviously, into South Africa, but they've also got some early bird fares going through to Europe. Their East Coast sale from Sydney and all the East Coast ports is from 19 Jan to 9 August next year. The sale has been extended to um, 30 October this year, you can get a, a lead-based save affair. There are cut-off dates on this from $850 excluding taxes, so taxes on top of that though, going into places like Johannesburg, Cape Town, Durban, etc. But as I said, they've also got their Europe early birds out. Cathay Pacific have all got some great early bird Europe, uh, which is valid now from 1 March to 30 November next year. Sale ends 31 October. Fares to Europe start from just about uh, under $1,200 which is amazing. That is amazing. To Dublin, <laughs> returns, so different fares into North America, etc. as well. Um, ski, if you're thinking for next year's skiing in New Zealand, they're having uh, Ski Max holidays will put a price freeze on their packages if you want to book now and you get it at 2018 prices and you can book your ski package for A lot of people year. will be interested in that. That's a popular one, isn't it? Once again, yeah. not too far to travel no, and a lot of people love lovely. to do that. And these are at Queenstown at Mount Hutt, which is your ski field just south of Christchurch. Wanaka, which is that beautiful area near Queenstown, the South Island. Star Clippers, those beautiful masted sailing vessels. They've got some wonderful sailing itineraries going around Thailand of up to 30% off if you book by 30 November. And they've also got some fly cruise packages. Now, these are new going between Singapore and Kota Kinabalu in Borneo, including air and tours packaged into that. Lead-in price is under $5,500 for 13 nights. The cruising on these vessels, though, is just second to none. Mm. You're just on these beautiful mastered vessels and it's just stunning. Pure decadence. And lastly but not leastly, the French Travel Connection have got Discover France escorted tours for next year available. A whole range of beautiful tours through Loire, Burgundy, Champagne, etc. Brittany, Normandy. Book before 15 December on those and they've got some great early bird specials. Well Sal, you've done it again. I don't know how you do it with all your paperwork and you get through it beautifully. That's some amazing hot deals and yeah, another uh, fantastic talking travel. Thanks a lot Sarah, it's been great today. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, well-being, pet care, finance, business and travel. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com. <laughs>